You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Yes, uh, it's not a not a great time for Lakers fans right now. The streak is finally over. Seven-game winning streak. Everything was great. Shangri-La, la, 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 la. Everything was awesome. Unfortunately, it all came to an end last night with Toronto at the Staples Center. But here to talk to me about that game, things we need to go ahead and work on as a team, and then also as well the week ahead and some of the things that he's looking forward to is the man indeed from Lakerholics.net. you got to be part of the conversation today with many Lakers fans. Not many of them are exactly happy right now. So just you can go ahead and cry your spilt milk there. And talk about what things that you want to see Frank Vogel change with the Lakers. Be part of that conversation today at Lakerholics.net. And it is a good man indeed. It is Tom Wong, a.k.a. Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, back to the drawing board, my friend. Let's start on another winning streak right now. I think that's the right attitude to take, Gerald. It had to end at some time, you know. I didn't want it to end with the Raptors. But uh, you've got to give credit to the Raptors. They lost Kawhi Leonard, and they're still right up there at the top, near the top of the Eastern Conference. And and after their performance last night, uh, missing uh, Ibaka, missing Kyle Lowry, you had to give a lot of credit to uh, Fred Blanfeet and especially to Siakam. Siakam was just fabulous. Uh, well, I disagree with you on that. I mean, when somebody shoots nine for 25 and one for eight for point line, and it's your top player, I think that's a pretty good job on defense. It's just when he decided to take over, and that's the mark of a very good player who's rounding out into that star level like he is. He did turn it on when it counted the most for that team. But still, I mean, overall, I mean, when you hold Siakam to those kind of shooting numbers, you should be able to take the game. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. But but on the other hand, you have to give credit to Nick Nurse because – he looks at the Laker team that has won seven straight, is dominating on half-court defense. And what's his strategy? His strategy is, okay, let's not let them get into half-court defense. Let's run the ball against, let's use our younger legs. And we've got a couple of new guys in the lineup because of the missing veterans that are sitting down. And they executed that perfectly. They won the they won 32 to 8. They had 24 more fast break points than we did. And including two killer shots at the end that really just took the game over. For Siakam, the big difference in the game is who's guarding him. There was no question. Anthony Davis has his number. And you could see that AD really is the man who caused all those misses. 
I haven't seen the exact stats for when Kuzma was guarding him, but boy, he was searching out Kuzma at the end of the game. And every time he got that switch on him, he made him pay. So, you know, I give a lot of credit. That guy, that guy coming downhill is almost as good as LeBron coming downhill. But there are some pluses in the game too. You know, you have to, you have to look at one was that comeback. And uh, I wish they would change this rule on challenges so that we could challenge non-calls. That's one of the things that you can't do right now. They're not going to stop the game because Kuzma was clearly fouled on that layup that would have brought us within two. They turn around, go down the other end, get a wide open three. And all of a sudden it's a five point play that turns a a four point game that could have been a two point game into a seven point game. I love the way the Lakers came back and tried to, to do that with a comeback there. Kuzma hitting those two shots. But in the end, what it really came down to was we did not execute it. We went after too many offensive rebounds. We out-rebounded them on the offensive board 13 to 7, which meant that they ended up with more defensive rebounds. We didn't shoot very well from three-point range, and and those long rebounds just ignite fast breaks. You know, we went into the game as the second-best team against other teams' fast breaks, allowing only like 16.7 fast break points per game. But 32 had to do that, dropped us down to third, just like we dropped down now to second in in total defensive rating as a result of this game. There's some surprising breakdowns on the defensive end. Kuzma had a terrible rating. The worst was KCP. You'll be glad that Vogel only played him for four minutes, but uh, he was terrible, missed his only two shots and had a horrible defensive rating. Danny Green also, a scoreless game, 0 for 4 from deep, and not a good defensive rating at all. We only had three players that had defensive ratings under 100 in that game. Uh, and one of them, JaVale McGee, really didn't play many minutes. He only played 14 minutes compared to uh, 33 minutes for Howard. Howard had a subpar game. LeBron had a subpar game, had had trouble finishing at the rim. He must have had three or four shots blocked. And it was a basically it was basically a case that some of the, you know, before the game, they make a list of all of the things that the Lakers have to do on the broadcast. Uh, and one of the things was not having any new heroes. And there were a couple of new heroes that came through for the for the Toronto Raptors. And so I, I give them a lot of credit. I'll take seven out of nine games all the rest of the season. That'll give us 64 wins, which I think would top the NBA. But we have to get started on Tuesday night. We've got to come back with a vengeance. And I'm sure Frank Vogel is sitting down looking exactly at at how we did not get back in time. I remember specifically seeing that play where Kuzma got fouled. He and Magic both were sitting there arguing with the refs. And that's not going to fly when you're playing against a team that's that's eager to get back at you. And Siakam really made him pay on that, on that play. Uh, he went down there and just dunked that ball. That was one of those two layups that just killed us at the end. So uh, I'm ready for, uh, ironically, one of the things that probably I'm to blame for is that I wrote this article in, in uh, Medium about learning to love this Laker team. <laughs> and uh, I was raving about how everything was great. And I said after the article I, on Lakerholics.net, I said, I sure hope I didn't, you know, jinx the team. At any rate, this was a trap game and we got trapped by it. Well, it looks like it. And the only thing is if the Toronto Raptors are not successful or get trounced by the Clippers, tonight at the Staples Center, you know we're going to hear it from Clippers fans. And that's the thing. You're going to hear it nonstop as far as, okay, 
that you know the Lakers couldn't beat Toronto, but the Clippers sure can. And we're going to hear all those Clipper trolls that are out there. If Toronto does not come away with a win tonight, I'm just we're not going to hear the end of it. It's just a still, even though the Lakers are seven out of nine, seven out of nine. There's still those little little things that the Clipper fans and the Clipper trolls can go ahead and pick at you, pick at you. That, you got you gotta ignore those like your kids, Gerald. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't ignore my kids either. That's so. a little bro- those are the little brothers that are griping after they get beat every year and get beat up by the Lakers. And on Christmas Day, we'll get our payback. Until then, I ignore anything that any Clipper fan has to say. Well, they've got Paul George on the way back, maybe as early as this week. So that is uh, a good sign for them. For us, though. Rondo, uh, is some this mysterious ankle injury, or could be an Achilles. Rumor has it, so we're not quite sure if and when he gets back to the lineup. Now, he is not the answer. There yeah. are still things that that I think the Lakers need to do in order to go ahead and continue on with their successful ways. I think they need to go ahead and and make a couple tweaks and changes and things of that nature. Yes, Iguodala would be great, but he's still on the offensive end somewhat challenged at this point in time or you know people go at me well he makes those clutch shots did you realize he made those clutch shots after he missed like 10 three-pointers in a row so <laughs> let's 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 put that in perspective here okay the, uh, the uh, numbers say you're eventually going to hit just like kuzma this year at three-point line and and oh, kuzma overall eventually he's going to have a decent game i'm so glad he did but there is a problem there with the wings uh you know the guards I think are you know somewhat okay, somewhat acceptable to a level. When you get to those star guards, that's when I think there's we're going to have a little bit of an issue there because we just you know Danny Green has to go ahead and step up to the plate. I think he's the best of that guard rotation. But as you see yesterday, when he pulls 27 minutes in the donut, that's going to be an issue. But the wings, uh, you know that that's an issue. I think that concerns me greatly as far as not only on an offense but a defensive end. Kuzma's supposed to fill that slot. And yes, he did have a decent game yesterday, but overall the season has been a sore spot. And you know KCP, he's getting booed out of the building. So now it's in his head now that he he really can't produce at all. I think the the situation with Kuzma is interesting because one of the things that Bogle stresses on defense is not switching. He does not want other teams to hunt out Kyle Kuzma, and yet they were able to hunt him out because the first thing Siakam tried to do every time he came down the court in the second half was to get rid of Anthony Davis because Davis really has his number. And he just was throwing up shots that were just in prayers because he couldn't beat Davis going to the rim and he couldn't beat him even on the long, long jumpers. So I think that, you know, this is, you, you play seven great games in a row, which we did. And we had a letdown in this game. There's no doubt about it because LeBron, LeBron after coming out and, chortling about how he doesn't believe in load management, probably needs some load management, to be honest, because he didn't look like he had his legs and and his full physicality there. He was blocked driving to the hoop several times. And And you saw the same thing in San Antonio when I thought he also looked really tired. Yeah, and then the defensive rating, even though he made a couple of great plays, he wasn't getting back. He wasn't getting back on defense, and that was a big part of the whole dilemma that we had. We just... We just got outrun by a, a younger, faster legs. And when we go for so many offensive rebounds and we try to crash the glasses so much, um, that just opens up the up. The combination of, of being overly aggressive on the offensive boards and 
casting off and not hitting those clutch three-point shots, you know, and getting those long rebounds that ignite fast breaks was disastrous for us last day. Dwight Howard also did not play anywhere near as well as JaVale McGee did. And Vogel maybe needs to to watch that situation because if Dwight's not having a good game and JaVale is, JaVale probably should have got more minutes. Game adjustments are going to be important, and it's a copycat league. We're going to see every team now, just because we got beat by the Raptors and they outran us 32 to 8, we're going to see every team in the league try to run, including starting Tuesday night. And then on a back-to-back Wednesday, we're going to see the same thing. We're going to see teams trying to outrun the Lakers and wear them out by the fourth quarter. The alternative for us has been that we do the opposite. We batter on teams and bully ball them so much that by the fourth quarter, they're exhausted. That's why in that seven-game streak, we were able to just pull away from people in the third and fourth quarter for an overtime against Dallas. So it's going to be interesting. I've loved everything I've seen for Frank Bogle and the adjustments that he has made, and I'm really eager to see the team on Tuesday night to see what kind of adjustments Frank makes to make sure that we don't get run on again and and to make sure that our, def- our half-court defense isn't minimized by having a lot of points scored on us in transition. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Next eight games, six of them are against losing teams. This is a point in the time where every single critic that's out there, everybody that's pointing to where the Lakers should win, They need to win. They need to go ahead and beef up that record right now and need to go ahead and put this loss behind them and go forward. And it all starts with Phoenix on Tuesday, who has done an amazing job. And I keep teasing TJ on this because he still feels that they're a pretender and not a contender. And I feel that right now, this early season momentum has got a lot in their heads. Monty Williams, who you know, applied for the Lakers job and unfortunately didn't get that job either. But you know what? Worked out well for us because we got Frank Vogel, but it's also worked out well for Phoenix because Phoenix was able to get him into the fray in Phoenix and look at the marvelous job he's done with a team that's not as talented as the Lakers. Six and three, but they've got a scheme that's really working. They've got Devin Booker not just jacking up shots everywhere on the court. They're actually playing a very good style of basketball, even with DeAndre Ayton out for suspension for 25 games. So I ask you, my friend, this record and going back on the winning streak needs to start in Phoenix. How do they accomplish that? And how do they go ahead and start on the streak of games where they're just playing against teams who they should beat and should beat handling? Well, the interesting thing on Phoenix is their coach is the former uh, Monty Williams is a former Pelicans coach and he's a guy who loves to run. And you got to know that he was watching Sunday night's game and thinking, boy, this is our opportunity. I think we've just got to use our, our, in our size to dominate the boards, to dominate them inside. And we've got to get back on defense. It's hard when you get those easy layups and, and our, our, our team looks slow and old. And that's one of the detriments that you have when you have a veteran team. 
you got a smart veteran team that plays good defense and, and understands the principles of helping, makes the right rotations, does all of those right things, all of those smart things correct, but they can be outrun. And so at sometimes you you have to make an adjustment. And I think maybe the adjustment we'll see from Bogle is when people miss shots, people are going to be pulling back. We're not going to be crashing the boards like we have been in the past. And crashing the boards has been, you know, now – with Aiton being out, maybe there's an opportunity there for us to crash the boards and, and really have some impact. But even even when you're running against modern NBA teams, very often you're trading two for three by crashing the boards. You crash the boards and you pick up a rebound and a shot here and there. But at the same time, you're you're coming down and guys are open on the wing or open in the corners for threes. And you can't win the game doing that. It's 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 really debilitating. And there was a lot of times during the during the game last night when – they, you know, shots from the corners would just kill us or wide open threes that they would get with nobody on them. They didn't make their threes, and that was a fortunate part about it. But most of it wasn't from the way that it's been earlier in the season where we've been challenging. We challenged 88% of the people uh, in the game that we won Friday night. 80, 88% of the shots had somebody challenging a shot. That was a huge Herculean effort that we made there. And I think we looked really tired on Sunday night. So it's going to be interesting to see I, I, the, the Tuesday night game against Phoenix. And who do we play Wednesday? I can't even remember now. We're home against Golden State. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that should be an easy game. We've had enough practice against them for a back-to-back, so that's good. Well, let's hope it goes notice. the way it did in the preseason. Well, I think you know when you, when you step back and you look at the 7-2 and two record and you look at the two teams that beat us, the Clippers – played extremely, extremely well that first game. And it was the best game Kawhi's had almost all season so far. He just could not miss. And even though AD shut Pascal down a lot, they still, when he when he was able to get the switches on the Kuzma, he really took advantage of it late in the game. And uh, he was making the right plays every time. And and when he gets downhill he and pulls that spin move, it's almost impossible. He's a very crafty player. I thought both of those teams look like competing teams. If you're going to talk about the, you know, from what I've seen so far of the, of the top six teams, the top three in the West and top three in the East, I would definitely say it's Lakers and Clippers are two of the three teams in the, in the West that are going to be in among the top teams. And right now it looks like, you know, low and behold, it's the Boston Celtics possibly and the 76ers and the Raptors. I think anybody who marks the Raptors out, doesn't realize how deep that team is or how good their guards are. Ben Bleat was just fabulous. I mean, he has a knack of getting inside and not getting his shot blocked because he, he's able to he's able to get some perfect timing and he's got a big enough body, even though he's short, that he really keeps defenders off of him. And he was just terrific in the finals and, and was a big reason why they won the game, as big a reason as as Kawhi Leonard, frankly, why they won the finals. And Lowry, you know, Lowry's just a bulldog. Uh, you know, I I was hoping that Lowry would get cut this year maybe and, you know, and dropped off for salary cap purposes. And, you know, the Raptors might pay him and we could sign him. He would have been a great addition for the Lakers. You know, he's exactly the type of tough guard that we need. Bradley had a good game. Bradley had a terrific 90, 90.90 defensive rating on the game, was hitting shots and kept us in the game early. So he was a really a good sign to see that. It was good to see JaVale come back. But when you look at the 7-2 and two record, one, one of the things that we've done is we've beaten the teams that we're supposed to beat. 
we've lost a couple of games to close teams. You know, I mean, we got a lucky call in the Mavs game to, to go in overtime and dominate them. This time the lucky call went, went against us when Kuzma was fouled. So we played, you know, three teams that I thought the, the Mavs plus the two teams that beat us that were teams that you have to reckon with, you know, and we'll see what happens as the season goes on. But I suspect that there'll be the teams that there'll be three, those three teams will be in the run for the title, the same as we will be. Once again, I'm speaking to Tom Wong, AKA Laker Tom. You can find out everything that he's doing today at Lakerholics.net. I'll tell you, Tom, the conversation is hot and heavy. I've noticed it already this week at Lakerholics.net. And I'll tell you what, if you're not a part of it already, you've got to be a part of it because there's some great conversations right now going on at Lakerholics.net. But you hear it from me, but I want to hear it from you, my friend, before we head on out, exactly what things are going on at Lakerholics.net, what things are you seeing, what trends are you becoming aware of when it comes to the conversations that are made at Lakerholics.net? Well, I think on general, everybody is still pretty optimistic about it. Nobody seems to be worried. Everybody seems to be giving a lot of credit to the Raptors for playing well. We recognize that we've got to get back on defense. We recognize that some players who've come through continuously through the season had off games. There's been some conversation that maybe maybe LeBron needs a little more load management. There's a little bit of concern about AD's shoulder, but, but basically everybody's happy that we're healthy at this point in time in the season. Kuzma... There's a little bit of disappointment in his defense, the way he got hunted by Siakam. But on the other hand, everybody recognizes it's going to take a couple of weeks for Kuz to get his legs back underneath him and start to be the player that he's capable of. There's a little bit of concern about Rondo uh, and this injury and the fact that it's like he's game to game, but he's been game to game for like four or five games in a row now. And, and nobody knows for sure. And any worry that will he be able to come out and play the kind of defense that everybody else has played. In other words, we've seen guys, a lot of guys on the team, LeBron included, have defensive ratings and defensive performances that were far better than we saw from them in the last couple of years. Avery Bradley has been a real stellar star on that side. Danny Green has played really well, but had an off night last night. So I think everybody everybody at Lakerholics.net is – you know, we were expecting a game some point in time when we were going to come out and lay an egg a little bit. And I don't think that was completely an egg. We had a chance to win that game at the end and to come back in there. And it's a case of making the timely shots. Sometimes you make them and sometimes you don't. I think the more telling thing is the confidence that everybody has moving toward the next couple of games. As you said, Gerald, we got six games in a row against teams that aren't going to be favored to win against us. And I think we have to win those games. We win those games and we'll be in solid position. In fact, of the 10 games left before we play the Nuggets on December 3rd, we're probably going to be favored in all of those games, even though some of them are against teams that have a winning record. So I'd originally hoped that we would be, you know, 19 and 1 going into the, uh, into the Nuggets game, but I'll be satisfied to be 18 and 2 or 17 and 3. You know, I think that those are reasonable expectations. We're such a dominant defense that I think we can shut down on a lot of teams. Um, sometimes you, you run into situations, especially where, you know, we're trying to get Kuzma back in there to be part of the closing fivesome on the team. And at times uh, defensively, that may not have worked out best because Siakam was really, really able to hunt him down and, and take advantage of that. 
So maybe there's a question of matchups at the end of the games that Vogel should look at. And if Howard had been playing better, you know, he might have been the guy who was guarding him at that point in time. But I think that uh, Lakerholics.net, everybody is still thrilled with the season, still uh, behind the team 100%. And the main reason is the way that we played. Other than the first game and the last game, those seven games in between, we had the dominating defense in the league. And I think that that's everybody here recognizes that there's a big element of truth in that cliche that defense wins championships and that defense keeps you in every game and you have a chance to win even when your shooting fails you. We've seen all of that at work and the job that, that Rob Palenka did during the summer and Frank Vogel has done with and his staff have done with the team so far have done nothing but instill confidence that we're on the right step, that we're headed in the right direction. And thank God for an easy schedule. You know, the next six games should get it. And hopefully by the time we hit the, the hard part of the schedule, we'll have Kuzma back in there and and maybe AD's shoulder will be feeling better and, and we'll get some load management for LeBron so we don't wear him out too early in the season. Maybe Rondo will get in there and, and maybe he'll be the sixth veteran, veteran former all-defensive player that we have who surprises everybody and comes out there and, and, and gets his mojo back and plays the kind of defense that he did in his prime. I don't think it's impossible considering the way that we've seen LeBron James and Dwight Howard and Avery Bradley come out there and do exactly that, you know. So we're, we're all looking at Lakerholics.net that things are going to be great. We love this Lakers team. And there's a difference between, you know, reality and optimism and love and infatuation. This is not infatuation like, like we had at the start of the last six seasons where you're hoping the young studs are going to come through and, and develop and become great players. This is a great team, and they have great potential. All they have to do is go out there and execute it. And I, I firmly believe they will, and I think everybody on our blog does too. So I invite everybody, if you, if you enjoy being a Laker fan again this year and you want to join a conversation that's intelligent, respectful, and definitely you know, in love with this team, Lakerholics.net is the place to go. Once again, it's Lakerholics.net. You got to check out the conversation today right there at Lakerholics.net. Well, Laker Tom, it's been great talking to you. I, like you said, we got to get back on that horse. Let's go on a, another big winning streak, and it all starts hopefully Tuesday at Phoenix. The future going forward still looks good, especially the next couple of weeks, and we'll go ahead and keep reporting on our thoughts each and every time right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. So for Laker Tom, this is Gerald Glassford saying thank you for everybody listening out there. And in honor of Veterans Day weekend, we truly want to thank all the veterans that are out there that have served for our country. We just cannot thank you enough. Also as well, we honor those who have sacrificed in the name of our country as well. So thank you so much. And hopefully everybody else out there is having a great Veterans Day weekend. Hopefully you get a chance to listen to our show this week. And good luck to the Lakers as they head into Phoenix and have some great games coming up after that against some very winnable teams. Could be another winning streak in store for us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.